Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. The B-A-Q-A. Okay, the B-A-Q-A. It is broad ambition, question and answers. You have questions. We have answers-ish. But we're not your financial advisor. We're not your doctor. We're not your therapist. Nope. nope. But we're your financial besties. Yes. And as besties, we're going to just give a little, you know, just, just a little feedback. You know, you're supposed to take it with a, a grain of salt and, you know, then lean into the people that you pay money to to help you make the final decision. Okay? Okay. <laughs> well, so, BAQA, go ahead. I was just going to remind folks how they can send us a question. You can go to brandambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything, or you can hit us up on Instagram. You can slide into our DMs with your questions there. We're at brandambitionpodcast on Instagram. And if you feel so moved, why not follow us while you're there? You know, might as well. You can also email us brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. We have two really great questions today. Two juicy career questions. Career yeah. slash, is, there's no such thing as a career question where there's not some money involved. So, exactly. you know. <laughs> but this first question comes from listener Jerica. Jerica says, I recently landed a new job that more than doubled my salary and has a compensation plan that includes a generous sign-on bonus and RSUs. I want to make some smart money moves, but I don't believe I need a financial advisor just yet. What are other resources that can help me decide how to use my additional funds. Well, first, Jerica. Mandy, I have a pop quiz for you. Jerica was a name in mm. a very popular cartoon. Oh, no. Do you know the cartoon? <laughs> it's okay. You were really young. A cartoon? Yes. It was like Saturday. Was it Bay-Bay's Kids? No. That's all. Oh, that's oh. right. Because Mandy's like, so, Jem, Jem is excitement. Ooh, Jem. You remember Jem? Jem and the holograms? I think you're really, really Pussy young. Pussycat probably... Girls? No. Mm. It, they kind of like, they had, No. No, you I set can't. me up to look. Yeah. So no, Gem and the bad. Holograms, for those of you, if you remember Gem and the Holograms, please send me a tweet, the Budgetista. Gem and the Holograms was the jam. And Gem, that was like her Sasha Fierce, but her name before she turned into Gem, because she used to have earrings where um, she would like, um, like she would touch these star earrings and go from Jerrica, her normal plain Jane self, into Gem, who was like a singer and a rock star. And so like oh, when I saw the name Jerrica and it was because they got the name Jerrica because they did this national nationwide search and my friend's parents helped to pick that name Jerrica. It's a mix between Jessica and Erica. 
And so just a little trivia, Dang. Jerrica. That was like trivia on trivia on trivia. I know. Okay. So I'm wondering, Jerrica, if your mama named you that after Gem and the Holograms. But anyway. Jerrica's like, can y'all get to my question? I know. So then also, can you explain what an RSU is? Because you you explained that she's got this signing bonus and RSUs. Yep. Can you explain what that is first? So now that we know what Jerrica is. I would love to. They're my favorite things ever. RSU. So RSU stands for Restricted Stock Units. It is one of the most common ways that companies, if you ever hear about companies giving equity to their employees, it's one of the most common ways they do that. And with restricted stock units, all it means is that they're going to give you equity. They're going to give you stock in the company, but it's restricted as to when you can actually access it. So this is like the golden handcuff. This is one of the golden handcuffs. The other one is commonly stock options. But yeah, so they'll give you a batch of RSUs, but you may have to stay a year And then after a year, you probably only get like one quarter or one third of that total money pot. And then you have to wait another year to get the next batch and then another year. So that's why they call them golden handcuffs because they keep you trapped. Mm. Um, But they can they can be such a great way, especially if your company's on the up and up. They can be a great way to increase your wealth Um, and a signing bonus, too. That's just freaking fantastic. I don't think that a financial advisor is always necessary. I mean, you know, your, your, your financial picture better than us at this point, but other resources, I mean, our show is a great resource and you're in the yeah. right place, Jerrica. But let's talk about like what to do. Cause really at its, at its core, she's got a windfall. She's got mm-hmm. double the salary. So she's got more money in the bank than she's had. Um, and then she's also got this, she doesn't say how much, but she's got a signing bonus and some restricted stock units. My mind immediately goes to give the extra money a job. Like if yes. the extra money in your paycheck has to have a job to do, or I promise you it will disappear. It will disappear. So what are some jobs? Like, like honestly, one of the jobs I would say is one, the job of paying down debt. I don't know what your debt situation is. You didn't mention, do you have credit card debt? Do you have student loan debt? Do you have a mortgage? Do you have car note? So, you know, debt is always, a, debt ain't never, debt never clocks out. Debt be there first thing in the morning, last thing in the evening. So, you know, you could put some toward paying down debt in a systematic way, Google snowball method and avalanche method. And, you know, so that's one of the jobs that your, that your, your money can have. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're able to, especially with your signing bonus and the fact that you've got so much more compensation, what are you automatically contributing to your 401k? Mm-hmm. Because the very... I feel like every paycheck, the very first job has to be like, okay, what money is going to our long-term investing, which has got to be your 401k or retirement account. So make sure that you've got a healthy amount going there and that you, what I like to do is automate a percentage and not focus on the dollar amount. I think the dollar amount like freaks people out and they're like, what do you mean that hundreds of dollars is not going to go to my bank account, but just do a percentage. You know, you can do your 10 or 15%, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, and make sure that that's automated and then get out of your own damn way by automating it. Cause then you don't have mm-hmm. any chance to let the money disappear. And then of course, savings, making sure that you've got yes, some automated yeah. money, possibly with your signing bonus. Oh, sorry. There's well, a that saving. No, I know. I know. No, I was just gonna say like July 28th, we'll know if we're, we're in a recession and you're going to want to have a sick, a good amount of, um, uh, emergency funds saved. You know, either way you should have. So you might be able to boost that up with, you know, this signing bonus. Like, you know, put that's another job. Like, do you have three months? Maybe you want to have six months. How long did it take for you to find this job? If you were to lose this job, how long do you think it would take for you to replace this income? That should inform how many months of savings that you ought to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the plus side, like if you were, for example, if you've if you've maxed out your six month emergency fund, 
you feel good about what you're saving for retirement, you don't have any debt. Again, we don't know your full picture, but let's say all those things are true and you still have leftover cash from your signing bonus. At that point, you could look to opening or contributing to a Roth IRA for the year. I think the limit is like six or seven thousand dollars for 2022. So you could max that out. And it began and again, this a Roth IRA is for you know long-term retirement savings. So you're not trying to make money overnight in the stock market this way. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily be too nervous about investing during a recession. If we're gonna be in one, we'll find out, but it feels recession-y out here <laughs> in these streets. So you know, I think millionaires can be created during recessions if you are if you still have a long term a long time horizon ahead of you. So you've got many many years in front of you, and you're able to invest now when things are down. Because yeah. ultimately, you can buy more with the yeah. money, the dollars that you do have now. Yeah. Um, so those are just some juicy ideas. And if you wanna, if you have a big purchase in mind, I feel like Tiff, what you're saying is with the way the economy is going right now, maybe hold off yeah, until. Probably we kind of get our footing and Earrings, yeah. see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You may who want like that extra tons. money. You know, you got, you know, extra hundred thousand dollars and you're good, 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 good. And you're like, okay, you like, for example, if a house comes on the market right now, that was normally, let's just, I'm just making up a number 500,000. It's on the market for two fifty, And you're someone who's like, I've got two fifty. This is a great deal. I'm not going to say, don't get any, you know, don't buy any major things because for you, that's a different situation. But if you're someone who was like, okay, I'm tentatively in this space where I'm growing my wealth and, you know, so I would be more cautious. Um, but also too, last but not least, to put your money to work is if you're doing all of those things, retirement, savings, debt, all those things, then consider starting to set aside to invest for wealth. That comes after investing for retirement. To me, those are two different things. Investing for retirement says, look around where you live now. This way you finna live when you're 80. Because retirement savings or investing is really to maintain your current lifestyle. Investing for wealth is to increase your current lifestyle and to leave something for your heirs. So you might be in a position where you're like, I can now start to invest for wealth. But that comes later after these other fundamental things are in place. Um, If you listen to the episode, the Brown Ambition episode before this, that came out on Wednesday before this, we talked about how black and brown people, especially black folks, have jumped in to the investing for wealth part before they've done any of the fundamentals part. And they've done it through crypto. And as a result, it's been a detriment to them. So do the fundamentals first. If you have money left over, consider investing for wealth, meaning opening up a brokerage account and investing for wealth that way, whether it's individual stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And just one final note on the whole restricted stock unit thing. Here's my simple rule that I used to take advantage of my the incredible RSU benefits I got over the course of my career. It's basically a windfall and it can be a windfall once a year, a few times a year, depending on you know the timing of it. Every time I got a batch of stock, I would immediately sell it. I had to stop caring what the company's stock was doing and you work there. So you're like, oh, I know they're working on this. You know, just like, you know, not sell right now and just wait to see how things perform. For me, it was much simpler to treat it like a cash windfall, forget about the fact that it's in my company stock and immediately sell and then diversify it through mutual funds or, you know, buying, purchasing other company stock. It also like, if you think about how much of your income is tied up to that employer and for someone who, if you don't have a lot of assets outside of your paycheck at this point, you don't have a lot saved for invested for retirement or saved in the bank like so much of your income is going to be tied up in that one company. And you're also going to have your stock, like your investment type in that one company. Uh, it, it makes me too nervous. So as a rule of thumb, and this is my personal opinion and advice with the lowercase a, 
is immediately sell it. Don't worry too much about what the what the company's you know trajectory is like. Sell it and then diversify it so that you are you know better. Um, you're not keeping all your eggs in one basket, you know, and you can you'll have more diversification. So if something were to happen with that company, you know, you're not going to be too 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 hard hit. I'm talking to you, Amazon workers. I know y'all like to hoard your Amazon stock. And but, Jerrica, uh, tell whoever named you that I said it's Showtime Synergy. Don't know what that means. It's from Gemini Holograms. <laughs> I got it. I will Google. I will Google it later. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with our second question from a husband who just wants to help his wife. We'll see. We'll see what we'll Kevin see. has to say about wifey. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. We are back. BA Q&A with your next question. This one comes from, I, we love when we have male listeners, right? I know. Especially a male listener who cares about his wife's career. So let's yes. see what listener Kevin has to say. He calls Kevin, himself a... I hope you used your fake name. Because your wife might listen like, oh, really? That's what we're doing? I mean, it's not a bad letter, but I'm just saying, you know, just FYI, Kevin. Kevin's you gave us your there. name. Come on now. <laughs> you gave us his name, Kevin. All right. Continue. Sorry. Kevin says, please help a frustrated husband. My wife is the love of my life. Oh. And we have an outstanding marriage and we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. She is mm-hmm. twice as smart as me, more organized, more organized gorgeous and is outstanding at her job. I see how you made it 25 years, Kevin. (laughs) Keep it up. (laughs) In her most recent job, they continue to offer her promotions for supervising jobs, but she has turned down three times now. When I ask her why, she says she doesn't want the stress of being responsible for others. Normally, I would understand, but she comes home every day and talks about the issues at the job and how to solve them. 
And as a nonprofit CEO, I always tell her she sounds like a supervisor. Mm. I think this is a great opportunity for her to grow. Plus, it will be a significant increase, increase in income. I repeated the stats about women's pay equity over and over and even talked about what a great example this would be for our daughter. Still, she says she's fine, but I believe she is just scared. Please help. Ooh, Kevin, touchy, touchy. So, well, one, we have to understand that there are some people who are not motivated by external things like more money and especially if they're fine and like, um, like prestige, like, you know, I'm a supervisor. And I know this because Jarrell, my husband was like that. I could not understand. I'm like, they want to make you a super and they want to do this and they want to do that. And he'd be like, yeah, but I'm fine. And I, I thought like, at first, I'm not going to lie. I thought like maybe it's laziness. Um, but now that he's no longer here and I see the legacy he left behind of how much he was in his family's life, how much he was serving the people around us, that Jarrell had mastered the understanding of the word enough, that he knew what enough looked like, that he was like, because I understand external enough, it allows me to have more than enough internally, meaning I have more time for my wife, my daughter, my twin brother, my sister, my family, my friends, my neighbors, my... And he would not have had that extra time and energy to pour into the people he cared about if he leaned into the external more. Now, I'm the opposite. I'd be like, get it. More, 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 you know, like, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's no better or worse. But I've gotten more clarity with him not being here and really getting like stories from people that I'm like, okay, it wasn't that he didn't. He didn't like aspire to more as far as like what I thought more meaning better that he just aspired to enough. And I don't know if that's for your wife, but I think a conversation of really getting to the bottom before you say, I think cause she's scared. Maybe that's not what it is. Maybe she just knows what enough looks like for her, but she might be scared. So having an open-ended conversation with her about like, you know, walk me through like your ideal life. Like, what is it that you see? What is it that you're wanting for us, for our daughter, for our family, for our future? Because you might find that, yes, it's fear or, you know, this is not really what she wants to do with the rest of her life. Or you might find that she actually is good. She's a rare person that has identified what enough is and, see that she, and sees that she has it and doesn't want to trade in for more external validation, which would leave her less for you and your family. Yeah, I think that's all really, like, really smart and wise I feel like with Kevin, he says that he obviously he respects his wife and sees a lot of potential in her too. But I would I feel like something is missing here. Sometimes when a woman doesn't want to reach for more and doesn't want to supervise and be a manager, she may be getting the feeling and maybe she's not able to articulate it, but that that environment is not going to be an environment where she can actually thrive as a leader. And what could be holding her back from wanting to reach for a supervisor position is maybe she sees other managers not getting the support that they need to succeed. Like just because she's got the good stuff. And I believe you when you say she can be an incredible supervisor. I know that there's so many untapped gems out there. Am I saying gem because you just got that whole gem, gem. thing in my head? Ooh, I got there's you, so girl. many <laughs> untapped. <laughs> like I've said it before. I think black women are the most underutilized resource in corporate America. So much great leadership potential, but at what cost? Should we aim for more? Like we've, we've, you know, if she's in a hostile environment where 
women of color are not able to succeed and thrive, she may just be wanting to protect herself. And for that, I'm like, okay, respect her wishes there. That being said, like maybe talk to her more about her ambitions, like Tiff said, and ask her what she's looking for. Maybe the, the right space for her is not the place where she's at now. And, you know, and maybe you can, it's so hard to tell people to help people get to where you think that they should be. I've had to learn how to just shut up and listen to where they think they should be and then trust that they know themselves enough. Yeah. And Ooh, Kevin, girl, we, we want that back. That was great. That <laughs> my husband's like, say that louder for the, I know. In the back. <laughs> literally trust that people know themselves enough to know what mm-hmm. they actually want. I get it. Cause sometimes we're like, they don't know. Cause you know, if he could just get a little push, if only Jarrell just knew. And he's like, yeah, so you know how you're 42? So am I. Yeah. So, yeah. um, just like, a you whole know, adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> save that for the baby. I got it. I know myself. And so, but yeah. you know, so yeah, I think that's also too, with our partners that we, you know, we're wanting what's best and better and more, but here's the thing. More is not always better. Just know that Kevin, that there's nothing yeah. more expensive than money. That money costs a lot to make, you know, money yeah. costs a lot to chase. You know, it costs family time, it costs energy, it costs sometimes health, you know, sometimes it even costs people happiness. Money costs a lot to make and she might realize that the cost to make more and to do more is just not one that she's willing to pay, despite the fact that she has the knowledge, you know? So asking open-ended questions, I think is just a really place, a good place to start. Um, and like, honestly, Kevin, I want to know how it goes, Kevin. This is not a one and done, bruh. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't drop a good question yeah. like this. Like have the conversation. And even maybe if you don't know how to broach the conversation, maybe have her listen to this part of the episode, you know, and then be like, babe, is, you know, does that resonate with you? And then, you know, then it can start off the conversation because like, sis, like, tell us why, just why? Because we'd love to know. Um, it may yeah, make and- you, Kevin, who you say you're a CEO at a nonprofit, it may make you a better leader to understand yes. why someone with her potential wouldn't want to step up. Like, what is it about that organization that has made her feel like she couldn't, she wouldn't be happy supervising people? Something is missing. Like, that's what I want you to figure out, Kevin. What is it? What is it about that place that has shown her that she doesn't, it's not worth her giving her best. They don't deserve her best. And honestly, then that last piece that keeps sticking with me is where he says that he wants her to, that she could set a good example for their daughter. I... It's like rubbing me the wrong way. I get what he's trying to say. He's trying to, he wants to be an ally and all of that, but uh, there's, it's your idea of what a good example for your daughter could be, but I'm sure your wife is a great example in so many other ways, you know, and, and what, what is your perception of what like a role model can be? And yeah, like a woman that like sacrifices all to get more or a woman that is home and present and has chosen her family over all else. Like, is that not also a good example? So yeah, don't say that part to her, Kevin. So, you know, I believe you can have both. I believe you can be, (laughs) this is a thing. Like I talk to women every day who are struggling with this and it's like, you can have both. And I've been fortunate to work at the kind of places where you can be a leader and still be, you know, they don't, they don't expect you to pretend like they don't expect Mm -hmm. you to work as if you don't have a family. They actually expect you to bring it to the table. But, you know, in this case, I think it's just about, you know, helping her get to a place where she can like, not, not not for the sake of having more power and for the sake of being a supervisor to step up and do it at a place that will not help her thrive and will actually, you know, could potentially become toxic or make her really unhappy and miserable. You know, maybe it's just about 
again, like listening to her and listening to what she wants and what it is that she feels like she's missing at this organization. And I would involve your daughter in that conversation. I think it's a great example of a woman Mm. thinking strategically and critically about not just doing a good job for the sake of doing a good job, but doing a good job and doing great work at a place that deserves it, you know? I love that. Um, Ooh, I'm excited, Kevin. Let us know how it goes. If you yeah. get, sl- if you have to sleep on the couch, that's not our fault. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think any man who listens so. to Brown Ambition and is 25 years into marriage is sleeping on the couch. He's going to yeah, be all I right. Agree. He's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you have questions, please ask them. We love questions like this. You know, you can don't you don't have to give your real name if you're going to give us like a phone name. Make it fun. Um, mm. But you can ask us at brownambitionpodcast.com. Ask anything. Click that button. Slide into our DMs. Um, the brown, was it? The B, oh, wait. BA Podcast? Brown Ambition Pod. Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We are at the BA Podcast on Twitter. On Twitter. Slide into the DMs and ask us questions about career, about money, even about lifestyle. We answer those too. Another great episode, if I do say so myself. And I do yes, say yeah. so myself. Hmm. I learned a lot. I learned so much from this episode. Jerrica and the Gems. <laughs> Gotta check it out. Google right, it. Y'all. Yes. Google it. YouTube, actually. So you can watch the, the Gem and the Hologram. It had a very epic theme song and opening like trailer or whatever. So watch it because it's everything. All right. We'll see if she's got anything on Blippy because Blippy is like where it's at now. It's what the kids want. <laughs> okay. Right. Until next week, y'all. This has been the AQ&A. Bye. Bye. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.